Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Megan Bello, who helps real estate agents focus on helping them grow their business through the Enneagram personality type and working with them to become more authentic versions of themselves so that they can attract more clients just like them. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. So, hey, can you just expand a bit more on, you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you'd love to serve? Um, I, sure. I am um, located north of Denver, Colorado. Um, I have a boutique brokerage firm and um, I am, I, I, I love to serve agents and helping them um, not only cut costs with what they um, tend to pay to different brokerages, but as well as helping them grow a, a their business in a way that's really authentic to the way that they live. Mm-hmm. Um, I have agents from, you know, all sorts of walks of life. I have one that has a dog rescue, um, one that's a professional artist. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of different, um, you know, personality types and I help them focus on sort of who they are and then creating um, a, a business sort of plan that, that works, works for them. So it doesn't feel um, it, it, you know, it's something sustainable that they can, they can live their life and sell real estate and it doesn't feel um, like it's taking from them. <laughs> yeah, because so many businesses, real estate, other industries, sometimes it feels like it's a, here's the way you should do it. Here's the way you should build your business. Here's the the blueprint. And really it's, you help them to, yes, look at the business plan, look at how they can cut costs and, and work around that from a business perspective. But more importantly, to have the business in alignment to who they are at the very core. It sounds like that's where your sort of special source comes in. Yeah, I um I I I believe that you have to um you know, the happier you are and the 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 more you learn about your craft and the better you become at that and the more you you have a heart for serving the people that you want to serve the more that those opportunities present itself. Um so yeah, I um I I really do enjoy that and real estate is so vast and so large um that I don't really understand the competitive competitiveness of it. Um, you know, like, like we live in real estate, we, we, we work in real estate, like real estate is everywhere. So, Mm. um, there's more than enough places in, in money for us to all go make. And as long as you're doing good business, you can make, you know, the business that you'll make the money that your, your energy put in sort of correlates with that. Um, so I, uh, I try to take that, you know, sort of more abundant perspective versus that, um, that scarcity perspective with my agents as well, especially when, you know, we, 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 the market is sort of all over the place and it kind of depends, you know, it was sort of soft for a second, not speaking up again, but we've always yeah. really been a seller's market because of how quickly we were accelerating. Like, 
there's, it's very easy to find brokers and leadership in this industry that are very scary and like, you can't do it and it's not a good time. Um, but I found that the ones who sort of break through and they make it a good time for them, those are the mm. ones um, that sort of stick around. And I think anybody's capable of that. So where are your clients? Where are the brokers when they when they first come to you looking for help? Where are they with within themselves in the business? It just kind of depends. Um, I have um, so my eight. This is my original eight because I'm a new, uh, you know, a new brokerage. So I call myself a baby brokerage. Um, so these eight, I feel like are, are like my, the, the first agents that are supposed to be here. Um, so I don't really know where they were at yet because I'm sort of in this beginning creating process. Cause I was in mm. residential sales up until about when my daughter was born about four months ago is when I've started to focus on growing the brokerage. So I'm stepped out of into selling, um, and into, um, the managing the brokerage, but my, my goal and my hope and the agent that I, was when I created Motion Homes Group, I was an agent who um, felt really disconnected from the people in my office. Um, and I felt like I, they didn't really care for me. Um, I felt that I wasn't getting the value that I wanted. Um, and then I, I was I was really seeking that community and I was looking for the authentic connection. And I didn't feel like I found it until I did. I, found, I did find an office that I loved um, that um, is no longer in the market, unfortunately. But um, like I, I was able to see a glimpse of that and like how that changed for my business. Um, so yeah. And I, usually, I mean, I like to say usually the agent who's thinking about me is right after they've paid their huge split to their big, big box brokerages. They're like, dang, that would have, that sucks. <laughs> nice. No, so you, it sounds like you've, you've made a massive transition just recently, you know, changing the the direction of your, your professional life. And bringing a baby into the world. So, you know, talk about doing everything all at once. How is that for you as, as the business owner? Um, it's exciting. I think that because I had a baby and because I really, um, like I, we really focused on my healing after I had my baby. And I really took like my postpartum period very seriously, even though I worked pretty quickly after that, because I had, um, Four weeks after I had my baby, I had to go up to Vail, which is like four hours from here for the um, Association of Realtors. I'm part of, I have an elected position for the Denver Metro and I had to go to the Colorado Association. And so the baby was four weeks old and I did take her, um, but I didn't ever feel like I gave parts of myself. Like I, I, I made the commitment before I had the baby that I was going to honor um, the healing and I was going to come back like as this new mom and this business owner, the way I sort of needed to. So I think because I've, I've prioritized myself, which sounds really crazy. I'm able to, um, like focus more on everybody else around me. Um, and I've, I've been able to sort of use that energy to sort of, you know, come into this. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a lot, like it is exhausting, but it's almost, um, it's, it feels hand handleable. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what do you do? How do you take care of yourself? How do you, what do you do to, to put yourself first? I um, talk to myself a lot. <laughs> um, I'm very familiar with that voice in my head, the the, the oh. annoying roommate that just is trying to poop on me all the time. Um, I'm familiar oh, yeah, with that. that. Like, I just, we talk about an awful lot. Yeah, I had that. Um, you know, we have that. And then you always have, you know, doubt. So I just, I'm I'm very familiar and I don't, 
lately I've been focusing on not the shame. Um, and just like, just sort of like observing where I'm at and where I am and, and being like, okay, I'm exhausted. The baby's screaming, you know, cause even my husband and I, we work together, but like, we are often, it's often just me and the baby and running, you know, and, and that will fall on my shoulders because I am the mom. That's not because the world was oppressive, but because I am, I'm, I'm feeding her. Like my husband can't. So like, you can, you can try, but it won't work out well. Right. Correct. She'll be really confused. Like it's like, God forbid if something happened to me, my child could be fed, but like in a, you know what I mean? Like in a fingernail. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I lost what I thought, but I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's been, it's been, it's been great. And then I, I always take the minute and realize that like, I'm not like a brain surgeon or president. So like, if I need to take a minute, it's probably fine. Even if it feels, you know, like I, we were struggling before we sort of started this earlier and I was getting really frustrated with the baby. And like, you did such a good job of like reminding me like, it's okay. Like, it, cause it is true. Like at in the greater, I mean, in the end of things and my husband loves that I always do this, but uh, we all die. We were all going to die. So it's not. Spoiler, the the day, come on. Right. I know like none of us make it out alive, not a single one. So um, you, you kind of have to just, you just, so I, I take it as it comes. I've been doing a lot of affirming lately that I'm a human uh-huh. being and not a human doing, because uh-huh. what I really like to do is take like a self-care checklist. And then I will like do my journaling and do this and do that. And then I'm like, I'm good. And then I'm like, why am I still, uh, well, cause I didn't like do the thing. So, um, you know, just your regular go-to your showers. I like to take a hot shower, hot bath. I like to, um, journal every morning. I do 10 affirmation or 10 goals and five gratitudes. I've been doing that Mm. since October, 2019. Um, but it's just those little daily habits that I didn't start till about October, 2019. And it's been from then till now that I've been building this, um, routine every morning. Um, you know, cause in October I started to journal January, 2020, I quit smoking cigarettes, March, 2020, I quit drinking alcohol. Like it's just been a, a, a progress of, I had this epiphany in March, 2020 of this is where I'm going and nothing's going to get in my way. And then I've just been hacking things off the list that have mm. been standing in my way. And what, what does that hacking look like? Is it literally finding your way, doing what you know to be right? Books, podcasts, mentors, courses. What What is it for you that's allowed you to have that? What Let's be honest, that is pretty rapid growth. I mean, three years feels not rapid. <laughs> um, it but, wasn't the usual three years. Let's be honest. Yeah, and I and and I was serious. I was like tenacious about it. Like I was. Mm. I, if if twenty twenty wasn't going to be my year, like then it was because I was dead. Like that was it. And then like the pandemic happened, and I was like, I'm serious. No, no, no. Like, don't care. This is what needs to happen. Um, so I uh. It, it, it's, it's ugly. It's, it's messy. It's not what you think it will be you, but you do, you have to read. And it's like, it, I mean, think and grow rich and um, science of getting rich. You know, you talk about this subconscious mind. It takes about three years for this sort of, sort of stuff to come to the surface because I feel myself regurgitating what I did read in 2020. And that was my record. I read seven books. It was right before I met my husband. And then he has two children as well. So I did a lot of reading before that happened. Not, I still read like 30 books a year, but not 70. That was like single woman shit. I can't keep up with that. Um, so um, you've got other but, things on right now. You have other responsibilities. I can't, I can't read. It was great when I could go sit and read for two hours. That was a wonderful time in my life, but unfortunately I'm not there right there right anymore. Um, 
but I, I did, I can tell it, I can sense it sort of coming out and like in the ways of like the seven habits of highly effective people. Like I, I've, I read that book and then like to reread it again and to be like, oh my God, like I actually picked up on things that my logical brain and my conscious brain didn't. And my logical brain was the, in my ear telling me the whole time that I wasn't really listening and I'm not really doing this and reread that mm. page again. And you can't ever do this. And you can, never. and like at the end of the day, it was all bullshit because I all got it in and then it's like coming out now. And then because I hear it coming out of my mouth and I'm like, oh my God, I'm saying this. That was wise as hell. Where did that come from? Cause it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It was, it's what I inputted three years ago coming mm-hmm. through in this situation. You know? Um, so yeah, just, and, and keeping that concept of we are a, we're, we're souls in this body and this world and this experience. So like, don't be, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't like, honestly, that's, that's, that's yeah, like that, the one thing. And this is where I'm, I'm going to sort of jump on that. Don't be afraid. It, it's so easy to say, don't be this or have affirmations or whatever it might be. But in practice, in reality, it's not that easy. We have to overcome um, the best way of putting it. We're, we're spiritual beings, but having an, a human experience. I love what come where I heard that from, but it's, it's a great way of symbolizing who we are, what, more importantly, what we are. We have to leverage and use this body with, you know, brain waves and neurochemicals and all these things flowing through us and the nervous system, how we can train it and how it controls us most of the time. It's how we're able to, to use this. So the knowledge you picked up along the way is, is fantastic. But back to my, my point, just don't be afraid. It's one of the reasons why you're here today. You're stepping outside of your comfort zone and talking to a stranger yes. on a podcast. Then I'll say, "Hey, this is live, and let's share your, let's share your challenges, let's share your story." So it's easy saying, "Don't be scared, don't be fearful," but the brain is like, "I'm going to show you that you should." Because why? If you do something scary, you're going to die. You're going to get killed. That's what the brain's saying. So you, evidenced here, are taking action against your brain's will to stay small, stay safe. So I applaud you for coming out of your comfort zone and being here with us today. So yeah, that, that's more than just don't be afraid. There's the action that goes with it. So um, how do you feel about that? Talking in the in the moment with it. Um, I feel, I feel good. I actually had a, an interesting, I've, I've been thinking about it this morning. We live on a farm. Like I said, we're on a hundred acres and we don't own this um, farm. We, um, my husband and I, we just, we got married a year ago. So we're, we're working on buying, but we, we've been leasing since we met. And, um, there have been these hunters that have always hunted here, which is fine. I love goose. I, I love, I mean, whatever I love on a farm, but they've been shooting at our house and it's been hitting our house. And there have been many issues with them, you know, and these are men with guns that are shooting and we're like, stop and everything. Um, so we called the police and the police basically told us, don't worry about it. Um, because the landowner is doing it. So today I was angry. I woke up this morning and our porch, there was bird shot again, rained down. And I was, everybody hates being angry. Right. But I was angry and I could feel like the, even though I was being angry, but like there was it's it's hard to explain because I went over there and I grabbed a megaphone because they're goose hunting and I turn on the siren and I walk towards their decoys and I have the siren and I'm like, stop shooting at my house. And he comes up and he's filming me because he thinks he's going to get me upset. And of course I'm angry and I'm screaming in a megaphone. You would think he wouldn't come near me, but whatever. Um, Cause like I said, it's, it's I was sleeping and then I woke up. So I'm a little upset. 
And I could tell he was waiting for me to cower. And he came up to me and was like going to scream at me after because I had the audacity to, to, to screw up his hunt, I guess. As he um, shoots your house down. Yeah, for the fourth time. Like, it's not like this is this is brand new. Like, we've already sent the police. Like, it's not like, oh, I had no idea. You know. Um, and he was expecting me to cower. And I said, no, I, I won't. And um, I because I can't do it. I can't, obviously it's wrong to shoot back, right? I can't do that. That would be yeah, wrong. That's frowned I, upon, right? Correct. I can't go as much as I want to. I can't go kick their decoys because that is breaking their property. You know what I mean? Like, but what I can do is I can park my car at the edge of the field and I can make sure that no more geese fly over this farm. And today these hunters learned the power of influence, not control. Because the policeman called me and he, because I, I called and I just, I'm because I'm making a report. They can't do anything, but I'm like, hey, it's me again, just hanging paper. Um, and uh, he laughed at me and he's like, I love your problem solving. And I'm like, correct. I'm below my decibel. I'm not breaking the law. Um, but the geese just don't want to fly over here anymore. That's really weird. So there's no, so instead of getting angry, which is, I think that was like, he was expecting me to sort of get into that, like, let's brawl this out here. And I won't like, you're, you're going to keep shooting. Okay. I, I can't control you, but what can I control? I can control my air, right? I can, I can make noise. And I, and I told the police officer, he's like, well, did you yell at them? And I'm like, oh, I am yelling profanities. I'm like, this is, this is not my best day for, for sure. Like this is, yes, this is this legally. Is, I can do that. I'm allowed to. Right. Exactly. I'm like, but it's not illegal for me to be a jerk, you know? And that's what I'm doing officer. You can hear. And of course, because the geese are coming. I'm on, he's hearing me what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm like, this is, and kind of st you step into that, you know, I am angry. So be like, oh, now I'm upset about my situation. I'm angry. You, you know, use that anger for what you can do. Don't use that anger to shoot back. Use that anger mm. to scare the geese, you know? Um, All right. So and it works. this, this took a turn that I wasn't expecting, but I love the analogy. Let's let's leverage this back into the, the business owner that, that you are and that we're, we're talking to at home, the control versus influence. What are you able to control? Because we worry about the past. You can't control the past. You can learn from it. Um, you worry about the future. You can't control that. Uh, we were talking about... Um, surfing before and that you learned how to be in the ocean we've got this offline but you bless you you can't control the waves so that's an analogy for for our business we can't control the government we can't control um the the recession or the boom bless us mm -hmm. nothing to do about that but we can put our focus and energy towards things that we can control and that is where your your magical rant of your house getting shot and you being the beautiful badass that you are. That's what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, they called the landlord. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, the best part was I, they called the landlord and I could see the landlord drive up to the huh? field behind us. Look at me on the minivan, go like this and drive away. And then they got a call and they left. So I'm pretty sure the landlord was like, she can she can control the air above the farm. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, not my problem. And also, the product. Right. I'm, I'm not getting involved in that. Um, looks like it's being handled. Um, nothing to do right, with me. Exactly. I love it. And there's no laws being broken. Just you know, just just geese saving. I just have a big passion for geese. Good for you. Now wrap this in a bow for me. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So where can we? Where can you 
this is your interview this is your podcast so where can you wrap this up for me for your uh, the clients that you serve with the analogy of saving the geese and standing up for things that you can control where do you help your clients focus on that um i help i i i try to help them slow down and to get turned in and to see what they can control look mm-hmm. at the problem take the emotions out i think joko willick in extreme like uh, uh extreme ownership talks about taking that tactical approach and being in the battle but then sort of getting up and getting that like bird's eye view of it um yeah. that that's what i try to do for all of my agents when they bring a problem to me oh this guy's mad we have this contract issue yeah yeah tactical like what what, what what's the move what's the game you know um I find a lot of agents, you know, well, we got to get this closed. And a lot of times closing isn't the best ending to the story. Like maybe you deals need to terminate, you know, and sort of giving that, that secondary perspective. Um, mm. All that distance yeah. and perspective changes mm-hmm. everything. Love that. Well, yeah. we're going to end there. That's been beautiful. Thanks. This has been, this has been a roller coaster of a podcast. Thank you so <laughs> much for, for everything you've Thank shared you. and the stories that you've told. Um, it's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. This has been this has been great. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Uh, if you want to find out more about you and and your business, where can they find you? Um, my website is motionhomesgroup.com. I'm on Instagram as Megan Bello 0102. Um, you can always call or text me at 720-393-0673. And I'd love to talk about anything, Enneagram, real estate, geese, chickens, farms, mindset. I'd love to chat. <laughs> and babies. And baby, yes. <laughs> Super stuff. Hey, thanks again. This has been so cool. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.